0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Could be us. There's so many reasons why. I trust you're having a quick and enjoyable. Hello, welcome to Prince track by track. I'm your host Dan, and today we'll be talking about "Artificial Cage," the opening track from "Artificial Age." Uh, Not the—I don't—I don't don't know why Prince did that, but uh, you know, I guess he liked the way that "Artificial Age" sounded out loud. And then, I guess "Artificial Cage" is—it's more in the lyrics. I guess, I guess it wasn't really suited uh, for for the lyrics. Uh, Recorded in 2014 at Paisley Park, released on the 30th of September 2014. Uh, along with Plectrum Electrum uh, on the same day. So Prince re- releasing two albums on the same day. On the track, we have Prince, Joshua Wel- Welton. We have Ida Nielsen uh, from Third Eye Girl uh, and The Golden Hippie providing backing vocals. I, I don't know who that is or what that sounds like. Uh, the track is 3 Minutes 41 and joining me to talk about today is Stan Ferguson. Hello, Stan. Hello. This, this album was released at the same time as plectrum electrum on the same day uh the the 26th of september in europe the 29th of september over here the 30th of september in america Uh, this i think uh this performed slightly better than plectrum electrum mainly because this has a picture of prince on the cover uh, whereas plectrum electrum didn't have a picture of of prince on the cover Uh, it got to number one in the uh, billboard top r&b hip-hop albums and uh you know Uh, Stayed there for a couple of weeks Uh, it got to number five in the Billboard top 200 uh, number 21 in Canada um, and across Europe it did uh, fairly well you know it was it was kind of a top 10 album in most places Uh, over here in the UK it got to number eight uh, and it was on the charts for a few weeks um and in australia it didn't do as well as some of his other albums had done in the 2000s got to number 15 in australia and 17 in new zealand uh prince would tour there i think at the start of 2015. uh so yeah i don't know like this uh, this album did slightly better i think than plectrum electrum um and you know I I, I guess I guess Prince was, uh, you know, he'd had had like a break, you know, and decided to do an album with Third Eye Girl and an album under his own name, release them on the same day. And most importantly, he had gone back to Warner Brothers and they distributed these two albums. Uh, This is something that Prince had spent a few years working on. Uh, officially, the label was MPG Records, uh, but it was licensed to Warner Brothers for Warner Brothers to distribute. Uh, he had kind of made peace with Warner Brothers, and there were plans in the works at that point for Prince to, um, you know, uh, put more albums out with Warner Brothers and also negotiate some of the stuff that was in his back catalogue, some of which hadn't been released through Warner Brothers, um, particularly the stuff from like 96 through to 2010. And some of that stuff he was looking to get reissued through Warner Brothers, and also he was looking to uh, reissue new material that was from his time with Warner Brothers. Um, some of that stuff eventually happened after his death, uh, but it didn't happen while he was, you know, still around to kind of negotiate it. Uh, but obviously he he basically, you know, mended whatever bridges had been burned, uh, and Warner Brothers were willing to kind of welcome him back. Uh, and they kind of put a, quite a bit of publicity into this. You know, Prince did an appearance on uh, on SNL to promote the these two albums. Uh, and and he, you know, went back out there and started doing interviews and, you know, kind of really, uh, you know, putting himself around and uh, and kind of really getting into the promotion side of it. Something which obviously I feel like um, <laughs> I feel like, you know, Warner Brothers probably would have asked, you know, if you're going to have us distribute these albums, can you at least please go out there and just do a tiny bit of promotion just so right. the people know that they're out there? Uh, and, it, and I guess it kind of worked because the album did okay, um, you know. Uh, and then, uh, you know, after this, uh, you know, Prince was Prince was still putting out kind of odd songs here and there. And then his next two albums would both be called Hit Run, uh, Phase 1 and Phase 2. Uh, and they would be, uh, I think, released by Sony or Universal. I don't think they were released by Warner Brothers. Uh, I know that Phase 1 was an exclusive with Tidal, so... Uh, even though Prince kind of went back to Warner Brothers for this album, he uh, he still insisted on having different distribution methods. Um, and I like as well that you know one of the complaints from Warner Brothers when he was still with them was that he was putting out too much material. So it's funny that he went back and put out two albums on one day, uh, so almost <laughs> as if. Yeah, almost as if to kind of get the point across and be like, look, if I want to put out two albums on one day, then I can. And you're just going to have to distribute them. And, and you know, yeah. Warner Brothers were obviously accepting of that idea in this particular case. Uh, like I said, the title of this track is Art It Feels In Cage, but obviously the album itself is Artificial Age. Uh, it took me a while to understand why it was spelt art and then the word official until <laughs> someone said it out loud. And then I was like, oh, I see what you have done there, Prince. Um, you know but I, again like I, I, I don't know I, I don't think he could make the words artificial cage work in the song I guess uh, sorry age work in the song so he called this cage but I don't know why he just didn't call the album artificial cage um, well I,
1: I the, the very end of the song it it they start cutting off the C, because uh, he starts repeating yeah. artificial cage artificial cage artificial age artificial age
0: yeah, so I guess they kind of call it out a little bit. But I don't th- I don't feel like this is the title track to the album, even though it is kind of the title track to the album. Really, he would have just had to call the album Artificial Cage for that to be true. Um, but, you know, he starts out... I mean, like, Artificial Age itself uh, kind of is... I don't know, it has a little bit of a concept. You know, later on we'll hear uh, Liana LaHavis Havis uh, doing these kind of little... Uh, uh, kind of Affirmation 1 and 2 and Affirmation 3, just kind of connecting a couple of the songs uh you know obviously the, the kind of production on them is is i mean this actually is probably kind of like the noisiest of all the songs on the album uh it kind of starts out really you know laying out its stall and prints and it feels like a very kind of like introduction song like it feels like the first song of something oh yeah um, yeah it's, it's and, kinda got to uh, get that feel
1: like uh let's go crazy had where it's just like yeah
0: yeah it's it's very much like an opening track and uh and you know like kind of the, the sentiment in it as well is 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 kind of very opening like it's it's very much kind of setting out what artificial age is going to be about uh and then you know there's a few other tracks throughout this album that kind of feel like they fit into into this kind of uh, not i wouldn't I don't know if I would call it a narrative um but there's there's certainly like a kind a, a kind of very loose uh kind of structure to this album Uh, Kind of in the same way that, you know, Plectrum Electrum was very much here is a bunch of rock songs. You know, this is more uh, kind of uh, the songs on here are kind of more dance based. Right. And you know that kind of that kind of production will continue into um, you know hit and run phase one, um, you know which again hit and run phase one and two not really albums kind of more collections of songs, uh, but the first the first kind of collection phase one is very much more in the kind of mode of of artificial uh, artificial age, uh, and then kind of phase two is a little bit different, um, but yeah I don't know I. I I think it's nice that Prince, uh, you know, it's it's been a while since Prince has had kind of like a, a you know, a, a really kind of big opening song, like you say, you know, something like uh, "Let's Go Crazy," right? Um, and he does he does started out saying "Welcome home, class. You've come a long way," yeah. <laughs> which uh, I I kind of like the idea of him addressing you know p- kind of the the listener or, or people who are listening, you know, as as class, like <laughs> as if he's a teacher. Uh, it's just I don't know. It's it's really it's really weird because I don't think Prince has ever kind of taken that kind of stance like i don't think he's ever kind of put himself as a teacher right you know i feel like he's been a preacher on some of his albums uh but i don't think he's ever really kind of taken the role the role of being a teacher
1: and isn't it kind of Uh, odd to say welcome home class as in well yeah
0: i i don't know i guess maybe this is like after like a a summer break or something maybe i don't know like at a boarding school and i I don't know where (laughs) i don't know how prince is kind of working this out in his head but uh, I don't know I just I like the kind of the fact that Prince opens this album with like a greeting mm-hmm. um, and then he has Ida Nielsen uh, singing in Danish for us which I, I probably a first on any Prince song uh, right. where she says she says Mein Dame og Herre Konga og og Alt der I think is how you say that Velkommen til Timmen vi er ved at Gorgnecht der Wie er Live which i i don't know my danish is not very good so uh, you know <laughs> better than I, mine i guess that i'll have to do <laughs> yeah and and then and then later on she she like she says uh which is open the open this cage so mm-hmm. um yeah basically she's welcoming, welcome welcome her saying ladies and gentlemen kings and queens and everything in between welcome to class we're about to do something that will change your life forever uh, which i feel is uh overstating it just a little bit but i, I like the enthusiasm <laughs> Uh I like the enthusiasm. Uh, and you know Prince uh, I, I don't know how to describe his kind of the way he sings in this song but it's a little bit kind of I don't know the vocals feel like a little kind of harsh mm-hmm. um, and you know later on he says louder than a bomb so and I, I feel like loud is it's probably the best way to describe the song like uh, in terms of a genre it's it's kind of like a weird mix between dance and then later on there's like a bit of a guitar in there right and uh, you know there's there's a kind of there's a there's like a I don't know like a, a, a rap break in there as well yeah Uh, it kind of like in terms of the mix
1: of the dance and the uh the dance rhythm and the guitar it kind of reminded me of random access memories by daft punk
0: yeah i can yeah i can i can hear that yeah there's a i i think i think the interesting thing is you know josh welton was brought on board you know he is uh, married to the drummer from uh from third eye girl hannah ford um and you know, he came on board with Prince a couple of years before this as like a dancer, and then he was, uh, you know, playing keyboards for Prince while he was on tour with Third Eye Girl, and then kind of Prince brought him on board as a producer, and and most of the stuff on uh, Hit and Run Phase One is co-produced by him, and you know he has like a, a producing credit on this album as well, and this is the first time. In you know roughly about thirty-five years that Prince had let anybody produce like a record with him, uh, and given him that credit. And I think that influence obviously shows here because I don't think that this is the kind of song that Prince would have done without the influence of someone else. Like it feels like someone coming in and saying to Prince, "What if we tried this? Or what if we did this?" Uh, and it like it, I don't know. It feels like this weird kind of collage of different ideas. um Right. I mean, he, he you know, he actually he kind of quotes himself where he says "ghettos to the left of me, malls to the right," which is kind of a quote from the cross where he says, "you know, ghettos to the left of me, uh, something to, I can't remember what he says to the is to the right, definitely not malls," um, right. you know. And there's a, a little bit of kind of you know, why is my kingdom only coming prayers at night? What should I expect if I'm not willing to fight a place in heaven or somewhere in the future? So there's a little bit of the religious stuff in here. Yeah. Um. And and then there's also this whole thing about being stuck in a cage. Right, um, and this kind of free the people chant, and like you say later on, there is this kind of repetition of the artificial you know artificial free the people artificial artificial cage like there's this kind of this kind of jump between those two different things. Uh, and now I think the kind of the the weirdest kind of couple of lines in here is like as sure as Minneapolis get this snow, I'm going up Lady Liberty's dress and blow blow blow. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's a very arresting image. Uh, but I'm not quite sure what it has to do with artificial cages or you know the, the like the rest of it. But I, I don't know. I, f- I find that look quite interesting because it's like you know Prince is basically saying that he's gonna like blow up the dress of the Statue of Liberty, which I I don't know. It it, I, it feels like just a weird kind of little couplet that he throws in there. But yeah, yeah, like the over the overall feeling of the the song to me is just one of like. Um, I don't know. Well, here's the thing. Before Prince actually starts singing properly, this is something that obviously I haven't said yet, but um, he actually has some air horns. I was about to... I was wanting to mention (laughs) that. Uh, I don't that's never been used before in a prince song right no not until this moment (laughs) um yeah so we we just after we get the whole kind of like the stuff with the danish things and the you know open the cage and you know free the people we then get some i mean like i I feel like these days people use air horns as like kind of like a joke right and Um, it's this exact style too it's
1: that yeah
0: yeah, those exact those exact air horn. Like even like these days, like on kind of sitcoms and stuff, people will make like air horn noises. Or even on podcasts, people will make air horn noises as a joke uh, about kind of like the DJs. That I guess are, I mean the thing is, obviously, this is you know from like you know th- four or five years ago now. Um, And around that time, I guess most DJs had that, like, air horn sample that they would play during songs when they were, you know, waiting for the bass to drop or something. And so I guess, like, it feels like something that is kind of of that time. But at the same time, due to the fact that for me, personally, those air horns have changed from something kind of, like, serious into something of a joke. I don't know. It feels really weird that Prince is kind of, like, throwing some air horns in here. And I I don't think he's doing it. It felt like a throwback,
1: I think, even at that time, because we're you know, we're talking about five years ago and I kind of remember that in like the, the two thousands. Yeah. Um, and, but like so much in this song is a throwback. Um, you know, you got that, you got that dance beat that is just, it even felt like a, an older kind of style. Um, and, you know, you had that funk rhythm guitar, uh, going yeah. on. It, it it did feel like a lot of things being thrown in the air horn made me think this 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 has to be prince making a joke <laughs> i mean he's he loves I mean, he loves goofing around he has a lot of of joke if not novelty songs um so i can't imagine that it's not you know necessarily an intentional
0: laugh bit i guess i don't know what do you think i I, the thing is i don't know that prince would know that it were like that in in that but that particular time that it was kind of funny so i don't know if it is a joke Mm -hmm. or if it's just something that joshua welton put in there because he knows that that's what djs use and so he was just like well we're gonna throw some air horns in before prince starts singing um and then i was just like uh, like it's it's just one of those things where like you know I like of this whole album this opening track is probably one of the songs that I listen to the least so when I I was listening to it again and those air horns came on I was like oh yeah this is the song that's the air horns and I, I don't know that Prince understands that there's a weird kind of irony to using them even in like 2014 2015 there was still like a bit of an irony to using them but like even now like like further down the line it just they feel completely comedic uh, like it doesn't like I don't even like I don't even understand how like musically anyone would really want to hear air horns like they're not an attractive sound <laughs> like they're they're up they're obviously there to kind of you know they're just there as a sound effect they're not a musical thing like there's like um, you know obviously I've heard like kind of comedians and stuff use an air horn and, and kind of play a song but using air horns and it's obviously done for comedic effect but here it's just literally that standard air horn sound and I'm just like oh right okay like like i guess this is it this is a prince song that has that air horn noise and that that forevermore is a thing um that certainly caught my attention yeah
1: and uh it gave me a little chuckle and i was like okay um uh, I'm, I'm into this now uh i <laughs> i don't know why it just it pulled yeah me in. Uh, well
0: i think i think the thing is as well is like the fact that it's used as just a little bit of punctuation like, you know, the kind of the opening part, you know, with the, the kind of sweeping uh, synthesizer, like that kind of finishes and then there's a little tiny break and, you know, all this kind of singing by uh, Ida Nielsen is finished and then it's just like air horns and then Prince starts singing and it's like, well, if, you, if you're if ever going to use air horns, I think just punctuation before Prince starts singing, you know, I woke up in the city in a bit of a rage. It's like, okay, you know, this, this is like a good, this is a good point to use those air horns. Um, but yeah I don't know I mean overall I would say you know the kind of the different ideas that are thrown in here it just feels like you know they put everything you know including the kitchen sink and I don't know that the effect really works um, you know Prince has done this before with other songs where he's had kind of lots of different elements thrown in and you know he kind of makes it work I just don't feel that it's really coalescing into anything kind of solid and also you know the fact that he does mention kind of stuff about like uh, you know taught by my teachers from an early age and you have that welcome home right. class, and like it feels like there's something he was kind of going for, but I don't think he fully succeeds in pulling it off. Um, and it's kind of just a really weird opening track to this album, quite frankly. <laughs> like the like the rest <laughs> of the album isn't kind, of it's kind of sort of in this mode, but not as dancey or as loud or you know as many different ideas kind of thrown in. The rest of the album feels a bit more kind of. A kind of a, a clearer idea of what prince wanted uh whereas this feels like
1: maybe it's kind of like a an overture where you throw in a whole lot of different themes within one suite
0: yeah no i i, I guess um, it could work like that yeah it, it, like it feels slightly disconnected from the rest of the album and then you know the kind of the the overall mood of the rest of the album doesn't like it doesn't really fit with this idea of freeing people from a cage the rest of the album is right. is a bit more low-key so it's it's a really weird opener Uh, And I would say for myself, I probably can't go higher than a 2 out of 5. I think, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, You know, the air horns, you know, keep it from being a 1 out of 5, I would say. (laughs) Um, You know, (laughs) just for for the fact that he uses the air horns. But I I don't feel like I get the idea of what Prince is going for, Uh, you know, like... I I think that the next kind of few, particularly when the fact that like the next few songs, like "Clouds," which is the next song, one of my favorite songs from this era, like it's it's a it's like a a brilliant song, and I feel like it kind of clashes against artificial cage, and you know there's other songs on here as well, you know like "Breakfast Can Wait" and you know "This Could Be Us," and I feel like that there's a clearer idea of what Prince wanted to do, whereas this sounds like just a lot of stuff being thrown at the wall, and and Prince is not quite sure what's stuck.
1: Um, for me, I think. I really enjoyed the rhythm of it. I loved the guitar. Uh, the air horn made me laugh and really pulled me into the song. It is fairly disjointed and, and gets particularly weird at the end, but I love the uh, the guitar solo. Um, so I, I actually really enjoyed it, <laughs> uh, despite all the disparate elements. Because so I'd probably go like three, three and a half out of five.
0: I mean, I can understand that. But I i mean, for me, because, you know, I really, you know, I enjoy Prince's last few albums. And out of all the tracks, I think this just, it isn't as good as what follows on the rest of this album, I think, for me. Uh, like Like you say, it right. feels like an overture. It feels like something disconnected from the rest of the album. Like, you know, Prince was recording this song and maybe he had an idea that the rest of the album would kind of be in this mode. And then for the next song, he completely changed, and the rest of the album is in a completely different direction. <laughs> and it feels like this is a weird <laughs> misdirect at the start of the album, where like you think, oh, this is going to be like a dancey, upbeat, and and then by the time you get to the, al- the end of the album, you're like, oh, the album was nothing like that opening track. It's just completely, it doesn't make any sense as like an opening track to this album. Um, you know? Wow. But yeah, I I mean, I still I like I'll still occasionally listen to it, but I think if I'm going to listen to it, it's because I'm listening to the whole album. And, you know, that's right. kind of, and it's kind of just reluctantly, I'm like, okay, well, I'll, I'll give it one more try. And then when I finish listening to it, I'm like, you know, I don't really enjoy this song. Why did, why did I listen to it again? Um, you know, so... <laughs> It always feels like it kind of cheats me a little bit. Prince never played this song live. He played a clip of it on the 26th of February 2016 as part of a sampler set. He would occasionally do that where he would have like a number of different songs that he would play little pieces of before he came out just to kind of warm the crowd up. Right. Uh, So, you know, one time in Australia they just played it a little bit and that was it. (laughs) So, uh, I can kind of understand because I don't know how Prince would translate that to live. It feels like there's so many different elements and if he hasn't got Ida Nielsen there to kind of sing in Dutch... Uh, Sorry, Danish. If he hasn't got it to sing there in Danish, then how's he going to recreate it? He can't sing in Danish himself, can he? Uh, It's just not the same. Uh, I feel like we said about as much as we can about Artificial Cage. So uh, let's go to plugs. Is there anything you wish to plug, Stan? Yeah, just uh, my
1: uh, podcast, uh, They See Me Rolling, just a tabletop RPG podcast currently GM'd by uh, Hayden. And the scenario is a, uh, well, we're using a masks uh, rule set. Basically, the scenario is just a teen uh, superheroes uh, currently working to solve a mystery uh, and just be, you know, learn to be normal human beings in this world, I guess. Uh, yeah, you can find me on
0: Twitter at uh, Fastlight and you can find us on facebook at prince track by track or on twitter or podcast or you can email us not sure why you would at prince track by track at gmail.com thanks once more for being my guest here stan thank you very much for having me and otherwise yeah, free well. the people there is really <laughs> only one destination and that place is you all of it everything is you